0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. Member FDSE.
1: This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI.
2: For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won
1: the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old time hockey like it is. Sure, yeah, yeah. With Ken Laird, oh, a bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. At
2: WEEI.com, Bruins writer Matt Kalman. He's a killer. Yeah, he's yeah. a mess. Yeah. Lace him up for some bees talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. Tuesday, July 16th, another episode of The Skate Pod. Ken Laird and WEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman, and we are surging on The Skate Pod Twitter account. Now, Matt, 600 strong. Yeah. Just about. Blowing Definitely. away Brad show. show. Absolutely.
0: And that, that off-track, off what do they call it? The off-the-air off podcast? What do they call that?
2: Not sure. It's uh, the football podcast lagging well yeah. behind. By. by the way, big guest today coming up momentarily. Wiggy is going to be in. Jermaine Wiggins, he's got a hot take on Patrice Bergeron, which Dale... Does not yeah. allow him to propagate. I, don't.
1: I would put Patrice Bergeron on the trading block and see what's out there. I would not. When you don't win. I know the summer's slow, but it's no, not no. that <laughs> slow. No, no. I don't need to
2: trade Bergeron. When, when so you trade Patrice Bergeron, probably not high on my list, it's, of it's things. One, it's one of the few do.
1: moves that makes you 100 percent worse. Worse. Would you? Yeah. But you would get a lot in return from him. Who knows? Well, what I you mean, do. I uh, yeah, but
0: uh I Mike's know. in Rhode Island. Hey Mike, I don't get Del Del Arnold's uh problem with free speech. The guy's been on the radio for fifty years and has a problem with free speech. He likes to censor Wiggy, but we do not censor Wiggy. We let him talk, because what the heck else are you going to talk about in July?
2: Speaking of which, pretty quiet around Bruins circles before we bring Wiggy in. You had yep. a good Krejci piece up. Thanks. Uh, Heinen agreed.
0: Yep, the Heinen two-year deal. It's a fair deal for him. You see the comparables around the league. It's pretty obvious that the Bruins got what they wanted. He got what he wanted. He'll be to RFA. To your term, that yep. was the only one
2: thing. I mean, like, well, know,
0: he'll be RFA like, with arbitration rights to the end, and this way you locked him up uh, for the next two years and doesn't uh, affect too much. Uh, and if you look at the numbers, people just go on Twitter and tweet nonsense, but he's more productive over these last two or three years than the two Leafs guys, Janssen and uh, Kapanen, who got more money than him and uh, definitely a better player than the two guys the, the uh, Canadians signed this week for in similar situations, and he got a little more than them, I believe. So it's a fair deal. right the, hit the sweet spot, I think.
2: And you wrote about David Krejci. There's been uh, some talk about Krejci's salary. You were going against convention oh and calling him underpaid. I, I don't know. I mean, I thought that was the conventional wisdom. You look at some of the best contracts sure. in hockey. Krejci, Bergeron, But you hear the right fan
0: base, the fan base, the overpaid. He's the number one paid player. I mean, I didn't even write this in the column because I just ran out of words. But first of all, he's the number one paid player on the team because Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak decided to not, you know, get their market value. He can't blame David Krejci for that. When David Krejci signed that contract at 29 years old, it was market value. He would have been the most coveted unrestricted free agent the summer. He would have come free if he didn't sign here, and you look at the production, uh 24th among centers since he signed this current contract that doesn't even go back to, you know, the years before that. So, it's been fair fair market value at the very least and like I said underpaid based on the fact that he didn't go to market. So
2: underpaid that they're still in cap trouble despite having yeah. uh you know of course, they have terrible contracts. Bacchus and Bolesky and others they've right. had they've had some of the worst contracts signed in free agency. They have <laughs> only because of Pasternak, Bergeron, and Krejci's right. contracts are they able to somehow survive?
0: Right. Well, you, you get those bad contracts, then you get the trades of Tyler Sagan, Dougie Hamilton, Phil, even going back to Phil Kessel, all the young players they've traded, and that goes to this uh, this piece in the Athletic that I knew you were going to tweet about. Because Why you you are so I down had, in the Athletic? I, 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 I actually love it. I actually saw it in my inbox because I get the email from there every day, and I yeah. said, oh, Ken's going to want Ken's going to want to talk about this. this so I is better a good read graphic.
2: it." People, you know, I'm I like,
0: don't need graphics. We
2: got a lot of action. Oh on
0: man! This. So anyway, it it just shows how amazing it is that they are in the spot that they're in, based on the fact that they 21
2: retweets and 68 likes. That's that might be your highest uh, high <laughs> water mark. Probably yet. is.
0: Hey, we have more likes on that than the offshoot podcast <laughs> has
2: uh, followers. That's pretty good. What's your What's your uh, complaint about the? Piece in the athletic. Oh, numbers. just so, Craig Cousins. Oh, by the that way. piece was
0: fine because it, it kept it short and it kept it to the point. I was able to understand it. You know, I, I read a, a piece. Of, I wanted to read about Jordan Bennington you, yesterday. You're too raw hockey guy. T- you don't want to get it, into it the was 2,500 words on Jordan Bennington wow. signing his contract. They're a little highfalutin there and a little uh, big on themselves, but nonetheless, you know, it's a bargain. So you can't beat it. And uh, at least somebody's writing about hockey. You know, somebody people know about hockey are writing hockey. But yeah, it's interesting to see based on that graphic, where they are in the league, based on the the screw-ups they've done over the years.
2: Arguably, the case that's being made, if you haven't seen the piece, is that the Bruins are the most successful team in hockey over the last 12 years, if you want to consider teams that were legitimately contenders for the Stanley Cup. This is a 12-year study using six statistical categories, and uh, we've seen it. I mean, they they had a three-year absence there where, of course, they sort of rebuilt. Right. Now they had a good couple-year run. And we talked about it
0: with Wiggy, and Wiggy was— More than happy to talk about that,
2: excited about that. Has some because, novel yes, ideas for Wiggy keeping the Bruins there. Drastic change.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you can't blame them.
2: All right, let's get to it. We've got a uh, – how did you describe him on Twitter yesterday, Common? Uh, World champion. A, you want cha- to keep a
0: championship it? pedigree, a hockey expert with a championship pedigree. Oh,
1: that would be me. <laughs> exactly. That's I, mean, what I mean, there is no
2: greater hockey expert yeah. in this building. MVP
1: of my uh, men's bear league in Hockey Town. Power forward with skill and the skating ability of P.K. Subban. Did you play growing up? I did play going up the only team in East Boston to win mini one-on-one, East Boston Mustangs, back in the day when mini one-on-one was a good thing. When it went breakaways, then it went two-on-one, then it went three-on-two. Now it's all different nowadays.
2: By the way, I don't know if you and Bradford have ever had this out. My first uh, experience with Wiggy was in the celebrity hockey game at Fenway. Oh, okay. And Bradford was – I was playing, and Bradford was supposed to be the coach. Yes. Wiggy was a player coach, and by the end of the game – Wiggy had usurped power from Bradford and was yes. starting to call out the shots, and he was double shifting yeah. Danny Picard, which was yeah. a great idea. <laughs> yeah, well, And totally. Bradford afterward was so pissed at you that you took away his like <laughs> his his bench boss ability. Did you, ever, yeah. did you ever talk to him about that? No, no, no. no I Wiggy. mean, he was livid. He well, was like, he, he, like, Wiggy.
1: He loves to latch on to the fact that he had me and Danny Picard on the same team which yeah, well, you know yeah well, now he says that yeah yes what well, that was his biggest thing is how he 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 likes to say he was the the greatest gm uh sports mind front office management there is in all of the the outdoor celebrity, whatever but, you call it, but media you games. ran the game. I mean, you. Yeah, well, you know, you were right. calling out the shifts. Well, that's oh. because I know you know how many road cones were out there that we had to <laughs> we had to play with, you know. So, and.
2: all right, let's get to it now. Now, Dale, please describe what happened on the okay. Dale and Keith show recently because I talked to you outside the building afterward, I, right. I, but I was listening. I was stuck. Still hurt.
1: Dale would not let
2: me talk about.
1: Bergeron,
2: it was it was unbelievable censorship.
1: Yeah, I, I, I had said this, and I, I think I tweeted at you, Matt. And I I just asked, I threw the question out there, right? Because this is what you do: Your Bruins get all the way to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals and lose. So now you sit there and you f- reflect on the season. How do you make this team better? Right? You had the perfect road. You had the perfect opportunity. What can you then now do? Where was the biggest struggles we have talked about? And and that's what I said there it was the biggest struggles that we talked about with this team first line production. So I asked the question: What about putting Bergeron on, on the trading block? Right, you would be able to get something back for him, and the you something tremendous for his value, and he completely shut that down. <laughs> of I mean, it, I, did. it was like it was like I basically. I might – to the point where I slapped one of his kids.
0: I wouldn't be for a trade like that, except for the fact that knowing Dale's reaction to it, I would would, I would live to see that. They would put a live cam on that. Yeah, but if they I, did I, trade I would, Bergeron, would,
2: the smear campaign would start instantly. Well, it, would be it, like, it came about it came – You would about, the real tales from behind the Boston Bruins or whatever. It, it, if these it, walls could talk, it would be Dale ripping Bergeron. And,
1: right. It came about yeah. because of Connor McDavid, right? right? And And just saying, like, so, you know – the the I I said this and and, and hockey, the it, it, especially playoff hockey about winning a championship it goes two things. First thing's goaltend, right? It's all about the goaltend, and then the second thing is the ability to put the puck in the net. And I just said, you know, Bergeron's a great player, but when it comes to having a a sniper, a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net, he's not that guy. And I and I threw the idea out there. You know what you could probably get for him. You know, I said stamp codes. I even threw the name out there. You'll like this one, uh, Ken, is Evgeny Malkin. In Pittsburgh, because I know, I like yeah, that. I know that his name was being thro- thrown True. around for some potential trades. True, and he has
2: yeah. your team Canada, so you got uh, you know locker room chemistry there. All right, Obviously, but- they'd be on separate lines. I like that because
1: this
0: isn't anything a show, a show that there's anything with Dale Arnold. We do the opposite of everything Dale Arnold. Right. I will, I will address this. Yes,
1: please. do. There's don't.
0: just so many issues about it. Though. I, I totally understand your point. I absolutely in in any other league mm-hmm. I would you would totally consider that. The problem is when you have a hard cap league where it's right. 81 million to get the enough if you get so many pieces for him what he's worth mm-hmm. to this team, you won't be able to fit them all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Teams just don't have the the structure. Could you do a, a one-off? You could do a one-off. Now, the problem is, well first of all, the, the biggest problem is that Patrice Bergeron is more than just a great two-way center who puts up, you know, he put up a point per game this year, right. right? I mean, if he wasn't hurt, he would have been an MVP candidate. He does so many things to cover up for what the other players on this team don't do. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Martian as much anymore, but definitely Pasternak, definitely anyone that plays in that line. You see how the power play relies on right. him as the bumper. There's so many things he does. You have to replace so many parts of him. Now, when you bring up a Malkin... There's no, they got durability issues. I mean, right. the biggest problem so, with him. So another is,
1: name I brought up was yeah. Stamkos.
0: Well, the Stamkos thing, well, first of all, he has some durability issues also. He's also younger, and when you look at the way Tampa Bay is built, um, I mean, it's not totally crazy to think that they might do that, but the problem is you know, he is he the player that Bergeron? Well, well, did? I know. I, I know what you're saying about a sniper. Right. right.
1: So I. So this is what I said though. Right. You're gonna give up a guy that has the two way capability in Bergeron. Right. Right. That's the biggest thing. He can play two ways. He's you know his ability, his sulky player, this that and the other. We know that. But the biggest thing that I look at when you talk about the Bruins, the Bruins, and what they, and and this is what I was saying, what they potentially needed is a guy – and the other thing I said is is Bergeron is that uh, well-liked or is that well-respected throughout the league. You think about a team like Tampa Bay that might go, you know what? We like Stamkos, but he doesn't play both ways.
0: You know what, too? I mean, obviously it would be hard for the Bruins because they'd be picking up more money, too. Stamkos makes eight and a half. The the crazy thing is, too, you'd almost have to put a – like, put something with Bergeron because Stamkos is what, four years younger, I believe. He
2: signed for a couple more years. Then. Right.
0: But he's, and what's his age? He's definitely younger I, I think than, he's, he's like
1: 28, 29. 29, 20.
0: and Patrice is 33. Right. So, you're almost like having to add to something to Patrice Bergeron, and, and the fact that you're also making this whole. There is a, a, a world, a world that I wish I lived in, right. where the Lightning would do something like that. Because they would say, like you're saying, we have a bunch of wings that can score right. goals. We, if we added a two way player, when we had Bergeron, points say as our top two centers, we might we might be able to win the cup because we can't get past there. We've made it. We've been in the top four or whatever. The top three of this league, four out of five years,
2: and from the Bruins' point of view, you have Krejci and Bergeron the same age. You're, that's not a great, right? right. Absolutely. In age. You weren't Well, would and, and have I had the mentioned
1: the old. the who's the other kid that got uh, uh, Tampa Bay? The kid, uh, Nick, the, Point Nikita oh, no. Kucherov. Kucherov, right? Kucherov, yeah. So, like you said, Matt, they have guys that can put the puck right. in the net now. And, and this is what I told Dale. I said if he's that valuable to you. And to the Bruins organization because of what he's able to do, more so on the defensive side. Because he's a good offensive player. Let's—I'm not taking nothing away from him. Right. But he's not. A sniper. He's not a no- Oh, and how many and how right. many years does
0: he left have left of this? Type right. Of play? So I mean, you, could kinda, you could kind of
1: you could kind of say, well, you know what, Tampa Bay says, hey, we're getting a guy in Bergeron that we know right. could play both ways. We don't really need him for a score, we need him to do other things. And the Bruins are now getting a guy that they can say. Hey, listen! In the playoffs, we pair him. We pair him with Pasternak and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marshan. Right now, you got some firepower. Yeah, well,
2: actually, I would think you then put Krejci with those guys, and you bring in whoever it is Stamkos or Malkin. Right, those, guys could, those guys have their own separate line. Sure. I think right. so, I, but I mean, but
1: that was the only thing. And then you yeah. know, and so and and that's what you have to do when we're talking about the world of sports and. And when you're talking about trades and how does a team get better? The Bruins are in the perfect situation. You get to Game Seven on a road. When you look at how the road opened up, and I know Ken, you probably were the only one that thought about this. I thought the Bruins were going to sweep. Uh, 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 they were going to sweep the Blues. Right. And I thought
2: everything was going to be all right. <laughs> exactly. to right. Call them right after the first game.
1: Right, and that's the way it was. So now you get to where you are. now what's going to happen? It's uh, you know this year was an or last year was an outlier. Now Washington will make their run again. Pittsburgh will make their run again. So now if you're the Bruins, you got to start looking at that. The West is going to be stronger. How do you now get over that hump? Because your road isn't going to be so easy. It isn't going to be Carolina and right. Columbus.
0: Well, you, you want to maybe make it easier on yourself in the regular season, maybe not keep losing the division to Tampa right. Bay. Stop conceding it. Maybe you have the first seed and you get, right. it easy. You get the better matchups. But the problem is, and this is why hockey is – Always going to be fourth as long as they have this mentality. People like Dale and people that are in power in their organizations. It's this hockey ethos that you can't ever think like that. Or oh, these GMs who have like a shelf life of five to six years are always thinking five and six years down the road. They're not striking. That's that's why Columbus. Right. You have to give them so much credit for what they did. They went all in. They they traded basically their their whole draft to try and go for it. Now it didn't They're work screwed. out their way. But you know right what? Now. They're not that screwed in the in the in the. Uh, in the car, in the present, right now. I mean, yeah, these drafts are going to kill them down the road. But right now, they don't have Panarin, but they've spent. You know, they they
2: have the money. They they, they lost Panarin, but they're to single for Brodsky. nothing. I mean, they just.
1: But isn't and it? A it but, a but, but, but isn't it about like seeing? This is the thing. where... Is it about winning, right, or is it about it, always planning? And this is the other thing where I I don't get hockey like too because I, you see it in basketball. So say you have a guy like the Milwaukee Bucks, they just lose M- Malcolm Brogdon to the Indiana Pacers because the Pacers they give him an offer sheet and the Bucks don't match it. And I remember. A couple years ago, I was like, well, the Bruins should make a play for Coast. And in that world in hockey, right. you can't make a play for a restricted free agent. It's like the unwritten rule. We don't do that around right. here. Like, And so m- my thing is this. It's about trying to put the best guys on that ice, on that team, that can help you win a Stanley Cup. And if that means offering an offer sheet to right. somebody else. And and Matt makes a good point. And, and I, this is – I told Dale, I said, oh, okay – When's the season start this year? Because we are going to be, uh, I'm going to be arguing with the next with you the next day because why is Chara still your top parent defenseman? <laughs> and that's what you said. They have this hockey yeah. mentality. He will be the top parent defenseman. When you look at it, there's probably other players that will bring more, that will give you more, but because of who they are, like the Bergerons and the Charas, it's like, wait a second. Say what you want about Brady. I mean, excuse me, Belichick, right. he got no problem exactly. with it. Exactly. Hey, if, if Tom, the, we got to move on from part. Tom if we got to move right? on from Tom. Oh,
0: sentimentality totally plays in here. It kills them.
2: It's- now. And by the way, Burr's run has a no-trade clause this year. Yeah. Right? So he would have to agree to it. And right. it goes to a modified But players no would trade. agree to that, though. We but talked about might.
1: that with Krejci, right? Why Maybe. would you want to play for a team, right? If you're a player and you know you have a no-trade clause, that team comes to you and goes, hey, listen, Ken, we want to trade you. You, you really want to play for an organization. You're really going to go, no, don't trade me. Right, exactly. Let's play for the
2: wife and the wife says, i Yeah, moving. but that, that doesn't matter. You, it's you know, Tampa. It, you get you, to move to Tampa. You know it I, go, is. I go back to Pittsburgh now. That, I think, is the more realistic deal because Pittsburgh would make that trade. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it
0: would be a ripoff for the Bruins.
2: I mean, you well, can't take Malkin. You can't take a chance. He gets hurt every year. Right. And last year had a terrible year. Okay, but just for the sake of argument for him. now. You didn't get over the hump because you, your yeah. top line couldn't score. Right, Malkin is an elite goal scorer. Right, right. So you now when sacrifice he's, when he's healthy and playing his best. When he's healthy, he you becomes, go back he, to the crease problem. I
0: mean, they never they never give Malkin the right wings. That's the issue there, right?
2: Well, ironically, the Penguins traded and they for traded Galchenia, the one, the one that played the best Kessel, them. But that's why they. I mean, they they have enough offense. They, <laughs> they have. They would, have they would love Bergeron. They I mean, this, is, this is why Crosby, you, know, you talk Bergeron.
0: about office. This is why you know, Mark Bergevan, hey, you've got to give him so much credit for the offers he gave Aho instead of laughing at him. Right. But this is why they don't do it. It's not just this whole like you know unwritten rule thing. It's also because everyone mocked him as soon as he did it. Right. They complained for ten years no one's done this and then they mock him when he does it. It's ridiculous. But this whole hockey ethos, it's like, you know, you watch the NBA how much attention they got in two months in two weeks of July, right? Unfathomable how much right. attention they got. Now you could say to me, Okay, totally different financial structures. That you know the NHL relies on the gate. They rely on so many different things Obviously, the hard cap. Well, first of all, the hard cap is what's killing them because when you create this, you. you NHL owners will never look at what something we if we plant a seed now it'll grow into a tree right. in two years. It's all about the here and now. So they never say if we don't have a hard cap or we have a much higher cap, we'll create this in- this intense attention right. in July when no one wants to think about it. We'll have free agents changing teams all the time. We'll have players pairing up and creating super teams, and we'll be a dominant league worldwide. They never think like that, and that's why the right. NBA kicks and, their ass. And the
1: other thing, and this is you know, granted he's one of my favorite players, and I've always been I've been hopping on on them to, to make a run for him since he was with the Canadians. You think about, about a player like P.K. Subban, right? Just gets traded to New Jersey. If you're the Bruins, right, don't you better be thinking, and I don't know if they did, like, it, it, like I, I'm reaching out to players like that. I, I'm trying to see if I can get a P.K. I'm trying to see if I can trade for him. Or, or when they needed it last year, they were talking about they needed second uh, a second wing, uh, a right winger, right. and Wayne Simmons was on the market. Like, I don't know if the Bruins – uh, uh, it, for me, it seems like I know they love the talent that they have, but it's always like they never really want to just go out there and say, you know what, we're gonna make a huge splash. We're gonna do something. It's Crazy. now. Crazy's what seven million dollars this year, and you got Bergeron who's six, almost seven million dollars. Right. Both of these guys are in their mid thirties, and these are your two sentiment. And now you got a guy like Charlie Coyle. Where do you play him? Right, right. I had made this point. To- well,
0: Charlie Claus is the heir apparent here, right? I but mean- I
1: made the point to deal. Why not move Coil up, play him at center, right on that first line? Rather than you know, it's like the first line. The only person that can be moved on the first well, line is Postonok. Right. Well,
0: they won't. They won't do anything with the first line. We've, we, Ken and I we actually about talked this about week. this. I, I bet you
2: that's a Marshan Bergeron thing. They are just. They refuse. Yeah, to, that's they, just they, they demand I mean, play think with about it. Other. How much?
0: I mean, how many times we saw it when Krejci played with Marshan and Postonok mm. last year. That line was just as good, right. if not better. But they have to go right back to it. I think. It, I think it's a Bergeron Martian thing, and maybe it's even a more Bergeron. I thing. think this it's is more of a Bergeron
1: thing because when you look at Krejci as a player we all know that he's more of a setup man, right? right. He's a guy that'd be perfect between two two right. talented goal scorers. like. Right. And it doesn't
0: have to be big, bulky guys. No, this no. Horton-Luchich thing that he no, always talk no, about, it doesn't it have an, to be that. He has enough speed to, right. to
1: compete, to, to keep up with those guys. Right. But I it goes back to, that's why I said it goes back to the Chara thing, where it's they've been talented, they've been great for this organization, but they're, they're so caught up in not wanting to move those guys a little bit or maybe say, you know what, hey, Chara, we we love you. We still right. think you're the cap. We want to be back, but you're going yep. to be one of our well, third This, this goes back, back to the
0: other thing I wrote this week about Bruce Cassidy. He's going to be the one in charge of making these decisions. Right. Is he going to be willing this year to say to Chara, nope. maybe cut your time a little bit, maybe you're a PK specialist and a third pair guy. He could play on a third pair with you know, with, with, with whatever right D they have for the third pair. He's not going to do and that And you time. can put McAvoy with Krug or McAvoy and Chrisley. Right. And we'll see. The Bergeron thing, at, at what point do you finally say, Pasternak, this is not working, we're too one-line centric, we right. need Pasternak and Krejci, and you're going to have to play with somebody else. The coach is going to have to do that. And if he doesn't do it, he might. these teams he's might start passing you. The competition is going to get stiffer.
2: Room, exhibit A. But you <laughs> Right. Know, we, this is probably going to come up uh, later, Wiggy, if, uh, after you depart, but I might as well just bring it up now. The Athletic put out a piece from Craig Custance in it. They did s- six statistics. They look back at the last 12 years in hockey. Mm-hmm. And the Bruins have been, quote-unquote, contenders, true contenders for the Cup, seven of the last 12 years, the most of any team in the NHL. So to your point – they have been knocking on the door for ten years. That's kind right. of been their mo. And one, cup. and they've won one, one cup. cup. Right, they got close twice. So yeah. hard to criticize them. No, it, it's easy to,
1: It's actually butt. easier to criticize. It's, it's like the same way we criticize Danny Ainge, who's been here for eighteen years and won one title. Right, right. I think you get more criticism when you've been knocking on the door so many well, times. Look at, look at the Red Sox. <laughs> right, one year later. Right, so you get more criticism, in my opinion, because you're there and you know you're there. Right, but it's now. We're only like, okay, what can get us over the hump? And maybe that thing that gets us over the hump is something that might be risky or something that we might get a little backlash from in the beginning, whether it's a trade or it's this or that. So that, to me, is more of an indictment on the organization than actually for me to give them
0: credit. And you look at it, too. I mean, 2013, you're saying they're not going to do it. 2013 took a miracle comeback not going to insult that at all. It was a gr- one of the, probably the best game I ever saw live in my life, right? But it took a miracle comeback just to get it past the, the first round. Two years in a row now, you've right. had to get past this Leafs team in a Game 7 when you probably should have handled them without Kadri a lot easier. You probably, you know, people, yeah, talk, you, people you know, talk about Game 7 in the final. If you were as good as you think you were, you wouldn't have had to go Game 7 with the Blues to begin right. with. Blues you, they, always, team. they always say this. You, you play all year to get to a game seven no you don't no. you want to get to the playoffs and win 16 in a row you don't want to play game seven right
2: it's the our object is to make it as easy as possible I don't look at that I don't mock them for going to game seven and being that's what makes a great team when okay you, but that's
1: you, like a loser's mentality though to me that's like 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 that's the, that's the difference from from being in the world of, of Belichick and, and being a, a player on the hem and learning from him the mentality is we play to get to the Super Bowl and win. We don't play to make the AFC Championship to get to the Super Bowl and lose by a field goal. The mentality is we play to win the Super Bowl, and then when we win the Super Bowl, then we forget about the Super Bowl we just won, and we are now moving on to the they, next. Season. They
0: don't hang the runner-up banners, right? At right.
1: right.
2: Well, that's fine, but I'm saying as a as a player, that's one way to think, but as a fan or as a observer. You can't knock the Bruins for being forced to come back Don't don't you think the Bruins
1: get a lot of, like, I I think a lot of fans respect what they do, but don't you think there's a lot more fans out there that are a lot more critical of them because they're they're, they're right there but they can't win? Well, I mean, Ken, you can't give them, you know, the whole,
0: first of all, we talk about it all the time how if you don't win Game 7, Johansson and Coyle never do anything and and we're ripping them and we can't wait to get rid of Johansson. they did.
1: Okay, but they just they had to go to a game seven, and it was that's
2: hockey. That's that's why game uh, seven is beautiful. Bruins
1: fans, though, Ken, I think Bruins fans are probably the most. uh, I would say they're probably the most uh, uh, passionate. And when when you look at them not winning, like the Bruins fans, uh, they'll rip the team like that. When they get to Game Seven and they lose, the next day we see it on the call screens. Yeah. What the hell did the Bruins do? They choke. they this. They they suck. What the fuck? This guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Can no, you can you, swear. Yeah, you can, swear. you can swear. Right. This guy sucks. Get this guy out of here. And then all of a sudden, now they're not like Celtics fans. We're like, oh, we happy to get that. Like you. Right. You're you 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 you've got one Stanley Cup. Right, And that Stanley Cup that you won, there were a lot of people that will argue, if Tim Thomas doesn't play the way he plays, who knows if you win that well, they, one.
0: They still wanted to fire the coach after right. that.
1: So. I was, I, listen, I was the first one, and I've been saying this on the duck boat, to get Cole <laughs> Julian the fuck out of there because of the fact the way he – Coached and that's that, start, and the whole Sagan thing don't get me going on that one. <laughs> the way he coached it was all about defensive mind, defense, he didn't want to let his scores off the leash. So Bruins fans are not going to sit here. And I mean, be I, I mean, can't can with, can with you. I admit, think they're more close to Celtics but fans, can, than you but can, think. No. It, but can, it can was you,
2: 39 years between cups, they finally won one. That that that'll get tied right, but over they for were, a while, but they I mean, were
1: knocking on the door two years later, exactly. And then they, they and but, then but they she
2: didn't have a first round. It's not like they've had all these first over, they haven't had Connor McDavids, they've been building with. Wait a second! But they had ha- Tyler Sagan. and
1: Dougie Hamilton. And they flipped him, right? Do, do you had you had you had a top pick in Sagan. You had a top two. Was Dougie Hamilton number two or three overall? Yeah, That trade hasn't so, been bad.
2: I mean, the but listen, trade. getting, getting, getting to Game Seven of the final does not absolve you of criticism. Do you think no, it was? No, I'm not do you think that. Was, you're you're think saying was, You're saying you're saying they they deserve to be knocked down a peg for winning Game Sevens. Well, they they do deserve it because they should be so much better. I mean, never mind you know what what goes on in this league. You should be able. to— Well, you, you sh- yourself said the Leafs were the best team they faced. You thought they were better than Toronto. So what's the shame of but going I, to game we seven never, against we- Toronto? Well, than St. Louis. it was the
0: best team they faced, it doesn't mean it was the best team out there. I mean, obviously we don't we'll never know what would happen if they faced Tampa, but it was right. they did anyone give them a, a, even a puncher's chance against Tampa, except for maybe Jack Edwards and Dale Arnold to to beat the Lightning right. if they had made the I don't think anybody the gave them
1: a puncher's chance to beat the Lightning, to beat the Capitals. Right. Uh uh to, I mean they've only beaten the Capitals once
0: in a regular season, in like the last ten years.
1: So I, I I think, and everybody talked about how when St. Louis got there, they were like, people were like, Whoo, thank God they didn't have to yeah, face right. San Jose, right?" Because you know, I don't know if that matchup would have worked out well for them. So when you look at the the, the road and how everything worked out for them, la- the, you know, last year it was perfect, but now it's back to Bergeron's a year older, Krejci's a year older, Chara's a year older. You yeah. know, now you got these young guys. What are you going to do? You're going to start the season off with calls, your third, your, your third line sentiment
0: well they might not they might bump him up the wing but you know you, you go into game seven but of the better cup-
1: off at wing that he's probably a better sentiment than he is a, it, it looks, might be it, it depends it, it you, have, look, you have to see it right and, and so why why would you run there so if you move him up to wing so that means where do you put possible well, yeah. the second line
0: well now yeah now you don't have now you still have a hole because this is the point i'm making is that you got the game seven the final all well and good but you went to game seven the final with carson kuhlman as your second line right wing is that ideal is that setting up your team for the best chance of success it's not
2: I'm not saying they deserve blame, but but yeah. the rosters as constructed, St. Louis proved to be the better team when that series was over. They deserved to win.
0: Oh well, yeah, and absolutely. Blues, yeah, yeah. I, I th- think exactly. They- They're the better team. That's why.
2: Wh- how did you not construct a team so that could now, be better than the Blues? I agree. There's some changes. Um, I would make those trades. The Wiggins. You, if you had a chance to flop Bergeron for Balkan, I would. I would do I it. would
1: consider <laughs> almost anything. Well, what? What about even? What about even Krejci for Malkin, right? Maybe you don't oh, want to go. Definitely, you don't want to go Bergeron because he's your guy. Right. So you maybe say, you know what? Hey, we'll run the risk of uh, of uh, of Malkin because of his injury history. Yeah. But you know what? He could be our second line sentiment. Now we could say, all right, we'll put Co- we'll put coil up on the second line with Malkin, and our first line will be Bergeron, Pasta and Moshian. And here's your second line: is is Heinen, uh, Malkin. The only and-
0: problem is Malkin's not that much of an upgrade on Krejci. Yes. Especially if you're not going to give him He's the wings. 42
1: goals. But what ago.
0: wings is he going to play with here? He's
1: going to have to play with Coil and. Give him pasta. Well, well, no, but, but, I, Eastern European but
0: they connection. won't give Crici pasta, so what? why would you give Malkin see, pasta? See, what I would Malkin do. Malkin but but see, this
1: is what I would do. Like, and this is what they won't do. And this is, to me, the way you think. I would move Malkin up to the first line, playing between Pasta right. and Moshin, Right. And I'd put Bergeron on the second line, right. and play him between Coyle. Bergeron and,
0: should be the second line center no and, matter what. And playing between Coyle and Mashian won't do that. First of all, Bergeron is the better two way player. And he's also the player that better elevates his 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 wings. Bergeron should be playing with whoever else. Yeah, he would play with the Christian Kray- Coy, right, right? Exactly. And then you'd have your first- but I said that as soon as when Bergeron came back from injury this year, that was what I said. And, you know, no well, one. Well, that's it, to me. but it goes I'm just back- a Jack Adams Award winning writer. I'm not well,
1: but that's it goes back to the the hockey mentality, right? Like you can't. Oh yeah. There's no way well, you can move. And this it guy. goes
0: back to this coach. Is like, is he going to be is he going to be willing at some point to rock the apple cart? He 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 leans on the leadership. He admits that openly. Mm. Things are going to change. There's going to be a transition. First of all, these guys are going to keep getting older. Like right. you said, they're going to be less effective. The, the, the personnel is going to change. And you're going to have to transition to this younger leadership core that we don't know. I mean, let's face it. With Bergeron, Chara, Krejci, th- this is an, a, an elite leadership group right. as far as the le- being leaders. Not Never mind what they do on the ice. And it's going to change, and you're not going to always have that. You're not always going to have your best players right. being your leaders. You're not always going to have good good leaders, and will he be able to handle it? So it comes but back to, sum to that. sum it up,
2: all three of us would make drastic changes, some greater than others. Yes. We all admit, though, the Bruins are not going to. They're I, gonna, I they're, believe they're, they're not. They're going to take the we're going to keep knocking on the door, same yeah. thing they've done for 12 years. And Absolutely. They'll keep it, and then they'll end up it.
1: where they are. They'll end up where they are, losing in game seven Well, here. especially
0: since the, the prospects that should be taking the mantle from the Bergeron, Creightings, and Charas, you know, the defensemen find they've been coming on right. recently, but there's no forwards in this group that have elite talent right now. I mean, they, they draft this Beecher kid, he's like three years down the road.
2: Wiggy, excellent stuff. Any final thoughts on Dale before we? Uh, uh,
1: I I realize that if I'm going to talk hockey, I have to do it here because oh, at the least, skate pod. Yeah, at least on the skate pod, I can I can I can talk, and I won't be looked at like I have six heads, <laughs> like I'm an alien. So I think we're, uh, we're
0: going to have to get the Greg Hills head and uh, see if he wants to talk some hockey.
2: Yeah, Ooh, we'll, we'll see if we can great. make it happen. Good point. There it is, Wiggy. Bring it! That was uh, good energy from the Wigster. Uh, <laughs> I, he's, you know, I don't know why
0: Dale doesn't let the poor guy that talk. Was
2: good. That was good, interesting stuff. A- absolutely, and how you many, know what? how many Bruins fans, percentage wise, would entertain trading Bergeron for Malkin or Stam? Bruins
0: games? fans, percentage wise, it's hard to say. I mean, on Twitter, it would. It might be like 70%, but I think in the real world where people pay for money to go to to the games and things like that, the people who don't boo Tuka Rask or, you know, boo Chara (laughs) like they do on Twitter, I think it would be a lot lower. But obviously the sentiment would factor in, but like he was saying, there's too much sentiment in hockey, which is ironic considering it's a sport where everyone has to kick the crap out of each other, but there's just too much sentimentality. You don't see this in baseball or basketball teams. Just trade the players they want, and players don't fall so in love with their cities. Obviously, you know. I mean, Patrice Bergeron, these people—they they they, th- they they really make their homes here, and they they refuse to leave. It's unbelievable.
2: Well, uh, we want you to uh, keep following us. If you're already uh, on there, we appreciate it. At yep. the Skate Pod, subscribe to our iTunes channel. If we hit a thousand Skate followers pod.
0: before the off whatever pod, uh, Bradford's going to buy us some uh, lunch in the commissary here. So
2: beautiful. That, that, I'm sure our listeners don't care, but um, <laughs> you know, we'll pass that. We'll My, pass along somehow. We have t-shirts coming. Bradford is urging us to get the T-shirt logo, so that's going to happen at some form, and we'll give away T-shirts here on the podcast. That will be a plan going forward. You were also uh, currying for questions, and you wanted to read people's uh, questions. Yeah, I mean, if
0: anyone wants to tweet at uh, the Skate Pod, we will get to your a- Anybody topics. you want to
2: shout out to this week who has uh, been active at us on uh, the, not the t- Well,
0: you know, the, the usual guys, is always active. Everybody's pretty getting into it. DJ Bean finally followed us, so now we really should feel special. We'll have to get DJ on the show at some point, get his... Uh, his stories.
2: Question from Patrick, who said, uh, "What's the status of McAvoy and Carlo? What will it take to get their deals done? <laughs> the will stat- they be done by training?" The camp?
0: status of McAvoy—at at least McAvoy—is that yesterday I saw his girlfriend tweet out a uh, picture of them on the beach in Hawaii or something.
2: So that's the status of Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> but good question, though, Patrick Lavery. Yeah. Will they be done by camp?
0: I don't. I, I don't think so. You know, even Bob McKenzie said uh, he thinks he's going to come back Labor Day from to work, and none of these deals are going to be done. Marner, Point, McAvoy, Carlo, you know, he, he wasn't sp- specific with who they were, but the, all the big names he thinks aren't going to be signed.
2: Yeah, and it looks at this point like David Backus is going to be there with them when camp opens. That's a yeah, I mean, unless stunner, some right.
0: miracle happens. I mean, you know, you can look—let's th- 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 clarify this, too. People are listing the teams that are below the cap bottom and saying that these are teams that could take them. Those teams all have restricted free agents to sign and have players to sign. They're not necessarily going to be at the bottom when it comes time to make a roster.
2: By the way, the Bruins got thrown in. I want to give early edition a little credit on this. They did, you know, it's this time of year, you're, you're, you're surfing for uh, for topics, but their question was, across Boston sports, which athletes need to be re-signed the most? What's the pecking order? And the candidates were Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jalen Brown was in there. McAvoy and Carlo were in there. And... Uh, Betts. Yeah, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts. Okay. They were in various orders, but... Right. It's, you know, you start to see McAvoy get the respect. Yeah, of McAvoy's put near the top, and Mookie, so, Mookie
0: would probably be number one. I mean, I'm not, are you really counting Brady? Is he really not going to sign? Is that a thing that would anyone worry I, about? Well, let's assume for the sake of argument. Is he, he going to go for, play for the Rams or something? What's going to happen?
2: Man? I don't think. He, he's under contract <laughs> for one more year. But right. for the sake of argument, yeah. you know, Brady, I guess, you okay. would put up there at the top. Right,
0: Brady number one, like and then Mookie probably two, and then maybe McAvoy three. He I might think be. You know, you look at Jalen Brown. He's a great player, but I think you don't blame the Celtics for waiting to see what he really becomes. I mean, he had an up and down season, right?
2: Because just to think about it, how devastating would it be to see McAvoy leave, right? The same way that Sagan
0: and Hamilton. Sure, and yeah, Hamilton this, did. this is Maybe this is, is the era apparent. Him. You need to keep him around, and there's no doubt. I mean, that's Which why gives him a lot. That's of why I don't understand why it's not done. I mean, it seems easy. Eight times eight, seven times seven, whatever he needs to do. You the just Bruins do Bruins are
2: haggling, trying to save the dollars as well. If they've they've seen how that can bite him. All right, Matt. Talk to you next week here on the Skate Pod.